Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast for Friday, January 8, 2021. Thank you so much for listening and reviewing, telling your friends. I really appreciate it. Telling the people you don't like as well. Remember, I do have at least one one star review on iTunes. Those reviews are very helpful and I appreciate it. Earlier in the week, I thought, you know, maybe I would have a word or two to say about the Senate runoff in the state of Georgia. And I really thought that I was going to talk a little bit about this. You know, if you don't go out, as I haven't gone out much during COVID or during quarantine, you really watch a lot of documentaries at night and nothing really happens in your life. I mean, I have to be active. I have to force things to happen. I have to force entertainment. I have to force, not force, I have to be proactive in, you know, interacting with people like the plumber or, you know, dropping something off of the dry cleaner and having a minor interaction that I might be able to find humorous, calling the hardware store and talking to some some knucklehead. Um, because not a whole lot happens, like, like life happens. I mean, stuff happens and, you know, if you train your eye to it, you can you can develop some some interest in it. But I've just been watching a lot of documentaries, and I've the, I wanted to talk about this. I'm not going to, but I wanted to talk about this documentary that I watched. It was really well done. It was really well done from the safety and security of my position. It was, a, it was a really good documentary called Oceans Apart, and it's about how the best rugby players in the world are from the Pacific Islands of um, Samoa, Samoa, which I've always said Samoa, but it um, seems like closer to saying it the correct way is Samoa, Samoa, Samoa. Samoa, Tonga, and Fiji. They are the strongest, fastest, hardest hitting, most dynamic rugby players in the world. And they're getting fucked over by the bigger, whiter, more historically colonial countries. And I was going to talk about that. Not like a big, you know, college sophomore on Wikipedia foray, but just some of the things that I heard, some of the things I learned. This guy who put it together named Dan Leo. You don't even have to know anything about rugby, as I don't. I just, uh, I like to learn about people who are not like me. And people from Samoa are not like me. Because they they are a part of a very strong collective. And they have very clearly articulated values. And also they're really fucking strong and courageous. Uh, which... I don't have quite as much of that as they do. Anyway, you don't have to know much about rugby, but it's just an interesting story about this this former Samoa, Samoan rugby player named Dan Leo who exposes corruption in the Samoan. Samoan, the Samoan, whatever, dude. Is it Pakistan? Is it Los Angeles? Los Angeles? I'm trying to be respectful. Samoa. He, he played for their national team, and he exposed corruption in their National Rugby Federation. They kicked him off the team before the World Cup, and he just doubled down. and was like, well, I'm going to expose all the fraud and corruption in this sport, 
And lo and behold, the rugby unions across the world are like FIFA, the soccer organizing body, just hyper-corrupt, and that's the world, whatever. But I was not going to just talk about how corrupt the planet is. I just, it was very interesting and some things I learned, and I'm not going to talk about that other than to mention, you can tell someone's full of shit when they use this expression, uh, not at this moment in time, or not at the present moment in time. <laughs> It's just a drawn out way for saying a drawn out a drawn out way to say not now. Uh, but you know that the reason you're not doing now or it's not happening now is sketchy and is not gonna hold up to like so wait a minute, why not? Well it's just cause we're not doing that at this moment in time right now. <laughs> at the present moment in time. Because if you just say no, we're not doing that now. It's you have a little more conviction. If someone says, not at this moment in time, they're trying to sell you on the worthiness of that, I think. Or they're just polite, dude. I mean, do I have to see it everywhere? All right. Yes, if someone says, not at this moment in time, like, you know what, we will start paying you <laughs> what you are worth, but not at this moment in time. As opposed to, you know, it, that's what it means. That's what it sounds like. It just sounds a little weaker than someone who says... Uh, I'm not going to do that now. Why? Because I fucking said so. Oh, okay. Well, we're not going to pay. We're not going to do it at this moment in time. Why not? Well, just because <laughs> we want more for ourselves. So know that if anyone ever says that, they are on shaky footing and fucking go in on them. And um, anyway, it's just I heard some guy who I think was in charge of like the English Rugby Federation. I thought I was going to talk about Oceans Apart, a documentary film about rugby by Dan Leo, which I watched with subtitles. But low, and I was probably not even going to mention the Georgia senatorial runoff. Probably not. Maybe just a quick mention. But <laughs> lo and behold, a whole lot of shit has happened. A whole lot of shit has happened in the United States of America. I don't think anybody can believe Dr. Dre had an aneurysm. What a loss that would have been. And apparently he's okay. And that got lost to the whole big Wednesday. Wednesday, January 6th. Because... Well, we went to sleep Tuesday night in Georgia and the polls were, or the votes were being, the polls were closed and the votes were being counted. It, uh, it seemed like the Reverend Raphael Warnock was going to defeat Kelly Leffler. I now know how to say her name correctly. Leffler, I was saying Loffler for a while. And I'm not like David Perdue. I'm just going to mock her name just to mock it. I mean, I will mock what she what she believes in. But anyway, she was on the way to losing for losing to Reverend Raphael Warnock. You have a newspaper, or you can go to the internet. You know what happened. And late Tuesday night, our old friend John Ossoff was closing the gap on David Perdue, who can't pronounce Kamala Harris's name correctly. And we woke up on Tuesday, Warnock won. Leffler, 
who used to be a moderate conservative and said that the Republican Party had become way too extreme in the last like 10 months, I guess, has rocketed way to the way more extreme right. And this is this is shows you how patronizing politicians are, because I'm going to say how patronizing liberals are in just a moment. But she thought she could just put on a Donald Trump, a Donald Trump costume and all of his people were going to fuck with him. That's so patronizing, isn't it? They're like, you're not one of us. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're one of us in a couple of ways, but they can see, Kelly, like you're pandering. It's just like Hillary Clinton saying she had hot sauce in her bag. But they, I suppose, the the Trump real ones in the state of Georgia probably could see Kelly Leffler was, was not one of them, you know? And was like, fuck you. You're not like Trump. Trump, say what you want. He's, he's a real one. I mean, he's, he's a real lot of things, but he's a real one. Kelly Leffler, like, became something she wasn't, I, I think. I don't fucking know. Maybe I read that. Maybe I read that somewhere. But, uh... So she was losing, and in the morning, lo and behold, it she lost. And then by noon or so, we should know that John Ossoff is going to overtake David Perdue and win. And whatever, whatever that means. The world ends for one side of the country, and the world begins anew for the other. The... What the House, the Senate, and the—I uh, don't know who who controls the House. I don't know that, but I know that it's good if the Senate and the President are on the same side. So maybe that means the House is on the same side as I, sh- I should know, but but I don't. So I was bracing myself as someone who voted for Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff. And someone who votes Democrat, as you know, and a guy in his car out there with his red hat on who does listen to the program, and I appreciate that, screaming that I'm an infidel and race traitor and all that. Dude, I don't fucking like liberals either. I I, I really don't. I mean, I like some things about them, but I don't like, I dislike a lot of the things that you dislike. But I'm, I still vote that way. I'm not saying everyone... I'm not creating false equivalencies, okay? That's not what I'm doing. But if you see me do stand-up, you realize there's a lot that I don't like about them, and I like to fucking give shit to them, too. And as a matter of fact, I probably have more jokes at the expense of my own people, straight white liberals, than at anything else. Anyway, what, what, what am I, trying to prove myself? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying there's false equivalence, though. That's what, I'm not saying that, oh, Trump or Clinton were the same, you know, just... I'm not saying that at all. Uh, you may think that for yourself, but... So, as a, as, a, as a person sitting there on Wednesday, yesterday, uh, seeing that John Ossoff was probably going to win, and every and everyone was going to be excited... I had a moment of queasiness in my stomach where the worst of the the liberals, the liberals, the Democrats, the liberal elite, I don't know, whatever, the fucking Democratic smugness was going to come out. 
And I was just going to be like that, we're pretty tight. And now the better people are back in charge. And let's be clear, they are better. <laughs> I'm not saying that. But that smugness, I was so concerned. Like it, it, Rachel Maddow is just going to be like smiling. Like, I, <laughs> we're just smarter than them, so why don't people do what we want? I fucking get why people don't like whoever they perceive as coastal elites. And for some reason, there are rich people uh, of all political stripe living on the coast, but only liberals are described as coastal elites, right? Or am I wrong? But that smugness that is just so unbecoming and, and self-righteous, and it's you see it in stand-up, too. Uh, and anybody who does stand-up knows that. Like, so many smug, white, liberal comics that give you the vibe that they don't even know any black people or that they've never called a black guy in outer space like Ronald Reagan did when he was president. So that was, it was like the white liberals. And I, I'm probably talking about the whites, ex, the whites exclusively. I don't think we do a good job of, uh, you know, scoring a touchdown and just handing the ball to the referee. I think we like to pat ourselves on the back. Not that the fucking other side doesn't like to blow themselves. They, here's what happens. White people, white people, liberals, we score a touchdown. Instead of just handing the ball to the referee, we, um, we kind of take a bow. Like, you're welcome, everyone. Like, <laughs> here we are. Thank you so much. And, um, I, I hope you enjoyed what I did today because clearly I've made the world a better place. And it's just a smugness that makes you want to fucking wipe that grin off our faces. When Republicans, or at least Republicans of the newest, latest stripe, <laughs> score a touchdown, <laughs> they like grab their cocks and say, suck it, you fucking commies. Right? So we both have our faults. <laughs> just like, yeah, double middle finger, tongue out. Suck it. <laughs> Both are unbecoming to me. Just hand the ball to the referee, make it look like you've done it before, and get on with the business of doing what you're supposed to do. Unless you're just like, unless the the means is the end, right? Just winning, you're like, we're pretty tight. Or we're, we fucking showed them, we owned them. All right, we'll fucking do something. Get on with running the country. So from my position, I thought my where I sit, I was I was apprehensive about that white liberal smugness. But lo and behold, <laughs> in just a few short hours, everybody fucking forgot what really should be a great day for Stacey Abrams, who I believe was voter suppressed out of being governor a few years ago by Brian Kemp who all of a sudden is the voice of reason for the Republican Party in the state of Georgia, and who, if I drank 45% more, I think I would look like quite a bit. And I'm not saying, I don't even know if he drinks, but I, I know that I would look like him. Should be a great day for Stacey Abrams, and it should be a great day for Raphael Warnock, the reverend preaching down at Martin Luther King Jr.'s church, Ebenezer Baptist, and John Ossoff, the second member of the tribe, 
But all of that was forgotten in a nanosecond because of... Uh, <laughs> because of... What happened? What happened in Washington, D.C., in the United States Capitol? First of all, who knew it was so fucking easy to get in there? I mean, and who, and they had balls. You can't say they didn't have balls. Who knew it was so easy to just fucking walk in there? Well, I guess if all the cops stand down and take selfies with them and don't give a shit about them coming in and like, you know, give them water and that sort of thing, I guess. Also, we forget about Jacob Blake, the guy who shot him. And sorry if his name's not Jacob. I believe it's Jacob Blake. The guy who was walking away from police in Kenosha. And he was shot seven or eight times in the back. And that cop, no charges, no worries, you're good. Don't worry about it. Let's go uh, march on Washington. So anyway, what the fuck happened? Who knew it was so goddamn easy? You could just, that's the Senate, the, the fucking, the ch Senate chamber <laughs> in the Capitol, which you see your whole life just scrolling boringly behind, you know, someone in a doctor's office or a restaurant while you're having lunch and it's on mute. It's fucking C-SPAN. <laughs> all of a sudden, this guy's just like sitting at the desk. He's sitting at the middle thing where you always see the president talk and the two people behind him. And he's just like scrolling through Instagram. <laughs> I I want to say I'm surprised. It was It was disorienting, the images. The guy talking in Nancy Pelosi's office looked like he was about to just light a cigarette. He looked like he had nowhere to be. I mean, he didn't, obviously, because he's fucking in the Senate, and he didn't look like an elected official. The casualness of it, and the clearly, we didn't really have a plan, let's see what fucking happens. Oh, the cops are going to just act like matadors and show us the red cape and walk us right in? Oh, no, this is Speaker Pelosi's office here. <laughs> and down here is the Senate floor. Oh, sorry, guy who didn't realize how <laughs> how high it was when he's hanging there in his military costume. And he's like, oh, fuck, I'm going to drop 10 more feet down to the ground? I'm not sure I want to do that. What a, what a shit show. What, I mean... I have been complaining about law enforcement and authoritarianism for as long as I have been alive. But I'm not surprised the president... All right. I'm not surprised that he said go down there and fuck shit up. Because he said a lot of other crazy shit too. I think what was surprising was how easy it was. How they could just walk in there. And yeah, I know. What if they were black? Well, we saw what happened when they were black over the summer. They would drive fucking police SUVs into the crowds. That's what they would do. Or they would stand 8 million people in a row to keep people away from the Lincoln Memorial. 
or they would attack peaceful protests. So the fact that these guys got to do it so easily, I mean, doesn't surprise anybody, I know, and it shouldn't. But it has to be part of the conversation, doesn't it? Like, these are different experiences. Can we at least talk about that? We're not all the fucking same. We're not treated all the same. This guy's taking selfies. Like, why don't you sign? Why don't you sign his yearbook while you're at it, dude? It was mesmerizing, mesmerizing that it happened so easily. What I think was most incredible about it, though, the thing that staggers me beyond all others is that they were in there to protest something that wasn't real. (laughs) Something that didn't happen. They were in there to say that the election was fraudulent and stolen and they were trying to stop Joe Biden from being whatever, fucking certified. Which this goofy electoral college, which sort of facilitates minority rule. I mean, Biden won by more than 7 million votes. But it's not like the Boston Tea Party. This wasn't taxation without representation. This wasn't like a rebellion at the Bay of Pigs or Shays Rebellion or fucking any other historical thing I can pull out of my ass. This was... Uh, this was a fantasy. This was a a mirage. Something that they thought was real, but wasn't. Like Pizzagate. That, that whole thing in the Capitol was not because Archduke Ferdinand was assassinated. It's not because... Because the Twin Towers fell. It's because... They wanted to believe something that wasn't true. It wasn't true. Whatever... If you can... If you can... I don't know who can or who can't. But most people... Well, maybe not most people anymore. Most people, because, yeah, 7 million more people voted for Biden. So, I, I don't know. Most people do not think that the election was fraudulent. Okay? It wasn't. How do I know? Uh, it's not my burden to prove that it wasn't. It's your burden to prove that it was. And you haven't. And Republican judges and... Okay, so you fucking take an L. People take L's. That's, that's, that's what makes you hardy. That's why you've heard me say in this podcast, we need to get our ass kicked because it gives you a little humility. And humility, from humility comes growth. Anyway. It never, the, the, the patriots, the flags, the movement, the men, and women co- us courageously teaming into the U.S. Senate 
over a, a, a falsehood, a mistaken belief. What is the historical precedent for that? I'm sure that my ignorance shows just merely asking that question. This is not somebody shooting up an army barracks because he thought mistakenly, well, maybe it is, his girlfriend hooked up with somebody else. Maybe it is like that. But this is the U.S. Senate. And can, speaking of smug, can you imagine how smug other countries around the world are and were about, okay, <laughs> I'm sure China's just like, go fuck yourself. What did you have to say to us about what was going on in Hong Kong? No big deal. Just let all that go. Uh, what were you telling us about the concentration camps we have for the Uyghurs? <laughs> I don't know. I can just imagine how smug that. Uh, I know some Chinese people and they can be pretty fucking smug. <laughs> uh, it was defi- defied the it wasn't surprising I don't think it was surprising was it it wasn't surprising was anybody like holy shit I, I never would have thought that would have happened two weeks before there's going to be a new president I don't think so But a lot of people who want to believe... I get it, dude. There's lots of shit I've wanted to believe. I've wanted to believe the world is a certain way. And it's not. And that's why I have a podcast. <laughs> so I can fucking rant about it and try to make sense of it. And hopefully, yeah, make some sense of it. Own up to it. And maybe connect or have someone out there listening connect with it it was like yeah i i don't get it either and i'm glad you don't and i don't feel i don't feel so alone but the 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 cause celeb the whatever i don't don't know how you say it whatever the source of the seditious act people talk about the potential coup d'etat was fomented the the genesis the the origin of it was something that didn't happen it's a fucking fantasy that's pretty insane that's pretty i mean it's incredible and i think we owe a big round of applause to mark zuckerberg (laughs) what a great day for him who then so courageously with such foresight and valor said and this by the way this is why i say like this some ones have much more courage i'm sitting in my fucking basement talking shit like i said last time i wasn't in the you know netflix embassy talking to uh the crown prince of saudi arabia but this is this is this is my lane (laughs) zuckerberg at the end at the end at the end of it says alright we're going to suspend your account or we're going to what a day late 
disloyal. After all, after all Donald J. Trump and his supporters have done for Facebook. I mean, I read an article about a white pride guy or white conservative or whatever. Proud, not a proud person. He was a, looks like a, an, an extreme, what's the word I'm looking for? Right wing person who said that the movement would be impossible, the strength movement would be impossible without Facebook. So you know what, Zuckerberg, you ungrateful asshole? You owe them a debt of gratitude. Maybe he's like, yeah, I know. I've been paying him off for years. But Donald Trump has been very good for Mark Zuckerberg. That's the truth. How do I know that? It just seems to go together. <laughs> and then at the very, very end, how dis how disloyal of Zuckerberg to say, I'm sorry, Donald. In your moment when, when Trump needs him the most. That tells you about Zuckerberg. When Trump needs him the most. And same with Twitter. The guy, hey, it's, it's Jack. It's, hey, it's Jack. I have a beard. Does that make me interesting? Makes me a billionaire. But does it make me interesting? There is, I'm, I'm looking around the room I'm sitting in. And there is not one object that would reside in any residence that Jack from Twitter would own. Nothing. No, I'm looking around. That couch, <laughs> he would laugh at. He would laugh at everything in this basement space that I've carved out for myself. Hey, it's Jack. We're gonna we're gonna Don, we're gonna cut you off. I know you've done a whole lot for us. But we're gonna that is so fucking disloyal to do nothing all the way along. And then when Trump needs you the most, you cut him off. That's, you know what that is? That's, that's sad. <laughs> How disloyal. Who's the worst, though, are all the Republicans who at the 11th hour bailed on him. You cowards. I use that word way, way too much. For somebody who hasn't been in a fight in 30 years. <laughs> uh, and who is, as you can hear when you listen to the podcast, full of all sorts of paradoxical views. But all these enablers, profiteers of Donald J. Trump, who have been with him, who've been overlooking shit all the way along, then you're going to bail on him two weeks before he's out of office? They're, that's that's the worst. Talk about the opposite of ride or die. They ride with you so you so they can, and his people. They're gonna do the same thing to you that they did to Kelly Leffler. They're gonna see right through your bullshit. My brother plays poker and he plays, he plays very aggressively and. He says he's a maniac. And my wife said to him one time, well, what happens when you run into um, another maniac? And my brother said, well, then I just out-maniac them. <laughs> Sounds fun, by the way. But that's the only way that you're going to get Trump's supporter support is you have to be a real one. And you can't just, 
And you know who aren't the real ones? The ones who bail on them at the last second. That is disloyal. Maybe that's... Is that possible to be another platform? Another... Not a platform. Another uh, tentpole on the platform? Loyalty? Can we agree we all like water? Are we okay with that? What about hey ya? No, you don't like hey... Okay, well... Water, hey ya. And you don't like kid touching? Great. So far you're in. And if you're new to the podcast, you'll have to go back and find I'm working on a way to bring the most number of people together. I'm working on that. It's not going to take because some people are evil and or bad. Not evil. I don't know about evil. I don't I don't know about that. They're just fucking bad. Evil sounds like a real judgment. <laughs> I'm on my high horse about that evil. <laughs> I mean, evil sounds more like something out of my uh, area of expertise. Like, it involves religion and judgment and all that. There's some fucking bad people who are not going to be in this tent. But if you like water, if you like hey-ya, if you do not support kid-touching, this is, this is, we're all on the same team. Is the fourth one loyalty? Hmm, it's interesting to think about. We have to define loyalty. It means I'm going to stand by you through thick and thin. But it's not servility. It's not being, it's not getting bullied. It's being, you know what it is? It's be, it's be, being there when someone needs you the most. It's being there when someone needs you the most, I think. I don't think you're loyal to, I, I'm, well, maybe I'm just not loyal. I don't think you're loyal to someone if they do a bunch of bullshit and you just, like, accept it. They do a bunch of shit to you, bullying things to you, and you just accept it and eat it. That's not loyal to me. That's being servile. Loyalty is when you're trying to overthrow your own government and some pencil neck stands there with a mask and is like, I'm not bailing out on you. Even though everybody else is bailing on you, like Kelly Leffler did, she flipped right at the end, as probably all those people who she wanted to vote for would have seen and anticipated. She said, you know what, I'm not going to contest the fucking election. And they're all like, you're not, you're not ride or die. But this pencil neck guy from Missouri or Kansas or whatever, he's like... I know that uh, <laughs> the events of the last few hours, they just tried to destroy the U.S. Capitol, uh, but I'm going to be here for my guy. Now, let's be very clear. I don't agree with that guy, and I don't think he is... Well, what's the word? I don't know anything about him. His last name is Hawley, I think, which is a street that I used to live on in Normal Heights in San Diego. So it all comes full circle. Where we go one, we go all. That guy, Hawley, I don't know anything about him. But I do know he's loyal. He's loyal, ride or die. I don't know if Ted Cruz stood strong or not. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think, without question, you're on the wrong side of history, gentlemen. But I do respect you more then some and and you know what so does the base <laughs> not my base <laughs> not my base uh but the the ride or die that's that's loyal that's loyal is hey i need you 
Zuckerberg cuts you off. That's not loyal. I need you now more than ever. And he's like, no, dude, fuck you. Why? Is that what it took? Is that what it took? All those? That's what I don't get. Like you, you put up with all the other bullshit, supporters, enablers, people who are supposedly loyal to the president, Donald J. Donald J. Trump, the 45th president of the United States of America. But then you bail on him when he needs you the most. His whoever of staff and whoever in the White House and his attorneys and all this, they bail on him. That's, that's, that's the worst, man. That they're just, because they just show themselves to be opportunists. Mitch McConnell finally realizes the tide is turning, or I don't know what happened to him. I did learn, though, that Mitch McConnell is so old and has, until, you know, for two more weeks, has so much power. But he's so old. He has so much power, and he's so old that he got polio when he was a kid. <laughs> How many people do you fucking know that have gotten polio? I mean, I used to be able to say that about the measles, but now people get the measles again. <clears throat> That's so, so disloyal. Like, now, for some guys fucking snapping towels at each other inside the U.S. Senate, they didn't hold it up. They really didn't. They vandalized it, which I've done a lot of vandalizing. You know why? Because I thought nobody was listening to me. <laughs> Again, this is maybe I'm vandalizing your ears right now. I don't mean to. You're, you're free to do whatever you want. But there was no, I, I, I mean, the worst case scenario people always envisioned in this moment is people taking up arms and, you know, everyone having an automatic weapon and firing them into the ceiling of the U.S. Senate. That didn't happen. There was a shooting, but it was a cop who did the shooting. These guys go in there and they just take some selfies and they, you know, check out Nancy Pelosi's nudes. I mean, is it disgraceful? Ugh. Is politics disgraceful? I mean, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm not... The honor and tradition... Uh, bullshit. Bullshit. It's a self-serving institution, United States government. But we need it. Okay. So anyway, I'm not that guy who's got a USA flag in my lapel and is like heartbroken that this happened. I mean, I'm, I feel nauseous about it. But to bail on Donald Trump that these like these people did at that moment, boy, is that... That is... That's lower than a snake's belly. It's lower than an alligator's... Colder than an alligator's toenail. I don't know. Anyway, pretty interesting, and unfortunately, we did not get to think of uh, John Ossoff and Stacey Abrams. And Raphael Warnock. They just... But let's be honest. What if they were black? What if those people were black? Well, we know. Because, like I said, we saw it. And cops. 
I forget about the whole law and order thing. Where are you at? If you go to Washington, D.C., like everybody is in uniform. If you if you ride the, whatever it's called, the Metro, everybody is in uniform. The whole thing is military and law enforcement. And there's 9,000 law enforcement agencies. And they just let these fucking guys roll right in there. Needless to say, if it were a an armed versus armed, like like militia heavily armed to the teeth, as you know, we saw more images of those guys over the summer protesting people who just want to say our lives matter too. Fuck you. But if it would have been those guys with their guns and then cops with their guns, that would have been my that would have been my wettest dream. I, I could watch that. Because they would just be so confused, I think. Like, wait, who's the who's the bad guy? Oh, we're calling in the National Guard. Yesterday. Or two days. Yesterday. What are they going to... Which side are they going to take when they get there? Is, is that a fucking crazy anti-law enforcement, anti-military National Guard question? You saw what happened. Nobody was arrested. Okay. People were allowed to leave. What's the National Guard going to do when they get there? Help them to their cars? I don't know. It's not a perfect union. So let's just admit that. Let's let's give... Let's just tell the... Let's just admit that. And I'm on a soapbox. But let's just... That's all we want. If there's no hypocrisy, then I don't have a podcast anymore. (laughs) Then a lot of stand-up comedy goes away, further away. The disloyalty, my gosh. Can you imagine how fucking furious Trump is at those fucking people who bailed on him when he needed them the most? It's all fun and games, until someone loses an eye, politicians. It's all fun and games until, oh shit, this is real? This is real, huh? Well, it's not real, but these people think it's real, and they're fucking here. And they're here for a pound of flesh. But they're not really. The guy, like, has a six-pack of Miller High Life on Nancy Pelosi's desk. How'd he get in there? <laughs> Did he... He picked, he's on a phone. I don't know if he has his phone or her phone, but he's, can I get an outside line? How is he, how is he in there? Insane to me. But Black Lives Matter are the terrorists. Antifa or Antifa, they're the terrorists? Bruh, that's why. As much as I don't like white supremacy and as much as I have long-standing issues of immaturity with law enforcement, but also some well-reasoned adult issues with law enforcement, the thing that gets me the most, that would excite me the most about cops taking on right-wing armed people, that skirmish, is it would expose their hypocrisy with each other. 
And they're like, yeah, that's why we don't fight. That's why we let them walk into the Capitol. So your little liberal, libtard fantasy is not going to come true, comedy man. Why don't you go vote for Jonathan? It didn't happen. Biden, um, you know what would be fucking really interesting is if... So Biden won more than 7 million popular votes. He gained more than 7 million popular votes votes than his opponent, Donald J. Trump, the 45th president of the United States of America. And it was like, it was clear as day. And then the Electoral College, which, remember when we were all in school and you're learning about the U.S. government and you're like, okay, I got this, like, three branches? Okay, like, I can remember this for the multiple choice. Which of these is not a branch? Judicial, executive, legislative, and pejorative. <laughs> like, okay, like, early level civics or uh, U.S. government, whatever that is that we're taking. Uh, I took home ec, by the way. That's how in the streets I was <laughs> in seventh grade. I took home ec. Yeah, why not? Were you trying to meet girls? Uh, probably, or I was trying to not be in chemistry. Some horrible elective like that. Home economics. When I went to school, there was something called home economics. I just almost let that sail right by, because if you're under 30, you're like, what the fuck is home ec? <laughs> it's the economics of making a good home. <laughs> Which when I was a kid, was still a fucking class. (laughs) That's incredible. It's like, they teach you how to bake. And I don't think they taught you how to do laundry. (laughs) But it was like, here's baking. And we sewed. I was like, no, I'll sew. So I've always been ahead of the gender role curve, okay? (laughs) I probably, have I mentioned that I knew a guy in Southern California who was painting my house and I got home and I threw in a load of laundry and he is, uh, his, I don't know if his background matters, but he was from Mexico and that's a pretty macho culture based on the people from Mexico that I've met. (laughs) And he was not exactly, uh, he was confused by the fact that I threw in a load of laundry and then later put it into the dryer. And he said to me, you are a gay? He was asking. He said, you are a gay? I'm not doing all Mexican Spanish-speaking accents. I'm doing his. Remember that. I'm not doing every person who is from Mexico. And I'm also not doing like, oh, the Mexican guy standing in front of Home Depot like some people do, okay? Because he could be from Gwinnett. <laughs> he said to me, "You are a gay," and I said, "No, why? You like to do laundry? Well, yeah, because it's fucking easy. You know why, dude? Because instead of painting a whole house to get an accomplishment, I can throw in a laundry load and let the machine do all the work, and then I feel like I did something. That's how low-hanging fruit it is. It's cheap. It's easy." You can go, oh my gosh, single people, do you still go before COVID or you still have to do it? You go to the laundromat 
oh my god if there should be like laundromat tinder they're probably they're like, you guys are like dude we're in these laundry streets but oh my god it was the best you go to laundromat people are all flirting with each other there's a little bar next door you forget your laundry you go back and pick it up the next day <laughs> oh the good old days took home economics but back in the schooling days you learn about okay i can keep this straight there's judicial branch there is legislative branch what's the what's the other one huh pejorative but then it gets a little more complicated and like well i think this the congress is called bicameral is that right or is that the legislative branch Legislative branch is bicameral, which means there's the Senate, and on the other side, the House of Representatives. Here's how the Senate works. Wyoming has 500,000, let's say, people living in that state. 500,000 residents. They get two senators. California has like 50 million people living in it. They also only get two senators. Why? Uh, because we want to make sure that fewer people are in charge of uh, what happens in the fucking country. That's what we want. That's how Mitch McConnell has so much fucking clout. Right? I guess. I don't know. I think that's part of it, though. And it's like, okay, but House, but representatives, they can come from anywhere. And, you know, sen- you know senators must be so smug. Looking at you, fucking JV. There's 435 of you. There were when I was in school. Now I don't know how many there are. Look at you, fuck. You, they're like the JV. The House of Representatives. Raise your game. Come over to the Senate when you're ready. When you put on your big boy pants, come over here. They must just be so patronizing. Oh, he's... He's a congressman. Yeah. She's a congresswoman. Yeah. Uh, but I'm a senator. There are only 50 of me in this country. 50 U.S. senators on the planet. Including John! All right. But you're learning bicameral? Okay, I can maybe keep up with that. And then all of a sudden, and then we have this thing called the Electoral College. And the bless her heart the instructor when she's talking about it or back then they were called teachers the teacher would just like talk about it. and the electoral college you're like uh a b c d and you know they get votes and some vote and you and remember all of us are like uh huh um all right i guess that makes sense <laughs> but later on when you learn to fucking read you're like how does that make any sense at all well it helps keep minority control is what we want really we want people and that's how we get okay but biden won by seven electoral college right remember that or i was the only person who was like uh wait what will you go back about that part and the teacher you can tell doesn't even understand it like it's like yeah uh anyway well because that way massachusetts has 16 and florida has 50 or whatever okay oh sorry class we're out of time see you tomorrow what am I going to stick around and say, could you explain that to us? And I imagine other people are like, wait, what the fuck is the electoral college? How does it work? It's counterintuitive, I guess. Anyway, Biden wins by 7 million votes. What would be 
really interesting. But but people, you know, the people who went into the Capitol yesterday think that he won because I think Q told them that. It was a big day yesterday for Zuckerberg and Q, Anon. Big day for them. But imagine if it were the other way around. Like, imagine Trump won 7 million, Donald J. Trump, the 45th president of the United States of America, won 7 million more votes than Biden. But he lost the electoral college vote. Then maybe people will be up in literal arms, not just buffalo costumes and whatever the fuck else they were doing. Desecrating the flag, I know that. No big deal, but yeah, you're trampling the flag. There, I said a flag on the ground. You guys are such fucking hypocrites with your goddamn flag, coloring it blue and gray. Anyway, <clears throat> imagine if it were the other way around. And Trump won the popular vote by 7 million. And they're like, no, it's going to be Biden. People would have gone fucking berserk. Six times as berserk as they were over something that didn't happen. And the only analogy that comes to mind, the sheer state of disbelief and rage, is the Falcons blowing the fucking Super Bowl. (laughs) Sorry, Falcon fans. The Falcons, the, the Atlanta Falcons of the National Football League, were winning the Super Bowl against the dreaded and whatever New England Patriots. They were winning 28 to 3. In the third in the middle of the third quarter and they lost the football game. I know that there are Falcons fans in Atlanta where I live who still can't believe that happened. They didn't, here's the thing, and this is why Falcons fans are smarter than the people in the Capitol yesterday. They didn't think that it didn't happen. They know that it happened. I'm not trying to make this who's smarter than who's not, but Falcons fans had to live with that. They took the L. They walk around every day listening to Saints fans get tattoos, because the Saints, for those of you who don't know, know about uh, about this, the Saints and the Falcons are arch rivals. They really do not like each other. You want to talk about keeping it real, unlike Trump's people did. So much are the, Fal- the uh, Saints hated in Atlanta that when the Saints fly into Atlanta... The airport workers at Hartsfield-Jackson, our world-famous airport, the busiest airport in the world, like throw rocks at the Saints' planes. Like, guys have been arrested harassing the Falcons' plane, the Saints' planes. I don't know if they've been arrested, but but they, they like, the airport workers, several of whom are stand-up comics, by the way, uh, <laughs> they, they show out and attack the Saints' plane, which is... Which is so great. That's 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 loyalty. That's Atlanta. You know that the Falcons losing that Super Bowl twenty eight to three cost them zero real fans. 
Not me, because uh, I care less about the Falcons. Honestly. But no Falcons fan walked away from the Falcons after that. They're still the Falcons fans. The Red Sox and the Cubs, they didn't win for a trillion years. Their fans stuck with them and were just more annoying by the year. And then they won World Series. But these guys walk out on Donald J. Trump, the 45th president. A big day. A big day for the United States. Because I think it's an opportunity here to just tell the truth. Stop fucking lying. Stop listening. All right, so boxer. Stop listening to things that just confirm. Come listen to my podcast for the love of all things sacred. It was a big day for QAnon. QAnon and Zuckerberg, I think, were the big winners yesterday. The country, I don't, I don't think the country won. Although, if we can't, and we won't, because already they're going to say like it was Antifa. And, and, I mean, nobody's ever going to agree on anything because you don't want to. There's no profit in doing that. If you agree, then you're, then you're, you know what, you're at peace, and you have to. Well, now I'm not fighting the other. What am I going to do? I have to focus on myself. Jesus Christ, I don't like who I've become as a person. I have to look myself in the mirror and sober up and do some things that maybe are going to make me uncomfortable and have some humility. You can't do that if you're always fighting, right? That's the that's the appeal of the fight. But at least it showed, if not us, it showed the world really kind of who we are. This is this is us. <laughs> Shout out to QAnon. What is who has come up ever as fast as QAnon? QAnon. I think is like three years old, and now they run the whole game on that side, on or out there. QAnon. I get it, dude. I've wanted to believe in shit. I wanted to believe in the Bigfoot, in Bigfoot. This is not at all the same. Maybe it is, <laughs> because, you know what, Bigfoot makes more sense than QAnon's bullshit. <laughs> Sorry, I heard they're called cucumbers. Sorry, cucumbers. Um, I believe I believed in Bigfoot because I was scared shitless of him when I was a kid. Maybe that's also why I was scared of the dark when I was a kid, and also still. Scared of the dark? Not scared of the dark, but if you the, the, there's a podcast somewhere in... My catalog of podcasts. I think it's called Scared of the Dark or Afraid of the Dark where I talk about the roots of my uh, discomfort in the night. Historic discomfort of the night and why I stay, historically have stayed up late or gotten, uh, you know, drank to fall asleep. Whatever it is. All of which are associated with at times being not comfortable with who I was as a person, the life I was living, etc. But that's not really what it's about. Go listen to the podcast and tell everybody, write a review. It helps me so much. Thank you. I'm not asking you. I'm telling you what helps me. But I wanted to believe in Bigfoot because I was so terrified of Bigfoot when I was a kid. And then later on, I was like 32, and someone's like, hey, did you see this article on the internet? Turns out Bigfoot, that famous photo... 
is just somebody's stepdad fucking with him. Like, God damn it. That, like, that was a lot of wasted time being afraid of Bigfoot. I know, I know that there are channels devoted to guys searching in the dark for Bigfoot. I know that, but I'm saying, for me, Bigfoot is not real. <laughs> that, I, that, that's, but I want, I needed him to be real to validate the time I had invested in being uh, afraid of him. And then all of a sudden, he doesn't exist. I used to think he was coming to my house when I was really young, you know, like, and, and like seven. But a counselor now will be like, no, that was your parents' marriage breaking up and you being terrified of your dad. <laughs> it wasn't fucking Bigfoot. It was Bigfoot in another name, you know? So I get it, Q. I get it. I get it. But that's also like what you were overrunning the Capitol for yesterday. Santa Claus. The Easter Bunny. Oop. Sorry, not here. Just like when the guy went into the pizza parlor and all those families were eating pizza and he walks in there with a a, a, a weapon of war. And he's like, uh, at least he had the fucking humility to say that he got it wrong. He didn't just slaughter everybody. He just came out, which made me respect him more than I would have if he would have done the alternative. He's like, you know, the intel was bad on this. You want to believe in something. You want to be committed to something that probably takes you away from your own unhappiness, dude. Why do you think so many people fucking do stand-up? We get it. Stand-up is our QAnon. But it's horseshit. The guy won. Take the L. Shake his hand. That's the thing. I watch these Samoans play rugby. And they beat the shit out of each other. And and they are so strong, so fast, so powerful. And they're, they're just kicking the shit out of each other. I was watching the other day and, uh, and part of another documentary. I just fell into like, let's see the most masculine people who make me feel even more of a small man. Why don't I watch New Zealand and Australia play fucking rugby? <laughs> <laughs> but they beat the fucking shit out of each other. They talk shit at each other. They get in like dust-ups and little punch-ups along the way. And at the end, they fucking shake hands. Like the hockey players. You just, They take the L. You beat the shit out of us tonight. I tip my cap to you. And how I respond, I don't know. Does any of this fucking make sense? Anybody can join. QAnon, you know how you could you could win over people who don't vote the way you do? Is you could have like an application process. Like you'd have to apply to get you get not just any we don't take anyone. We're <laughs> we're the tight QAnon. Interview. What would the interview be like? Uh, are you willing to believe anything? Yes, I am. Okay, there's a catch to that, though. You can't believe the truth. Perfect. That's right up my alley. <laughs> That's why I sat in a bar for 10 years and drank, so I wouldn't have to pay attention to that. Sign me up, Q. It's Friday. I hope you have a great weekend. 
And I will talk to you on Tuesday. Enjoy the weekend, and that's that. Have a nice time.